0: Jack, are the hopes high?
1: Good afternoon, James. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Matt Klemczak, hire <laughs> Heimblum. Bloom. Yes. I'm... I'm not even going to say anything else besides this podcast, besides those. You're
0: just going to repeat that over and over yeah, and over I tweet it out every morning.
1: Um, I'm now putting it on this podcast.
0: So you're like trying to speak it into existence. It is literally
1: almost. all I care about. Me too. It's all I care about. I'm it's all you. I care about. Well, he, let... he is more important than anything this organization has done in the last four years. I agree with you. Besides Robert
0: Maybe. And probably Real Muto. No, let's be real. Let's be honest. Probably more important. Having a good. Bryce Harper, you could argue because of the Scott Boris tie-in, and we'll get to the <sighs> at the yard pod and what they had to say. We'll get to that. So maybe you could argue Bryce Harper, but legitimately, we're talking about the guy who's going to steer the franchise potentially for the next, hopefully, you know, decade plus or whatever. And would be good at it. Yeah, it certainly seems like you put out that tweet where the, or quote tweeted or whatever. Oh, yeah. The the fact, I mean, we've talked a lot about how what the Rays are doing. The Rays, playing in a playoff game tonight, uh, made the playoffs with the lowest payroll in baseball, but just how low, 55% less than any, I mean, that's insanity. The fact that they made the playoffs is every major market team should be firing their front office, except for, of course, the Dodgers and the Astros and these types of teams that are winning. I mean, it is, when you look at what the Rays are doing, and teams like the Phillies, with the resources they have, are doing what they're doing. It's embarrassing, man. They're, that whole front office should be getting jobs. Well, I mean, you should be poaching as many people as you can from that front office.
1: I mean, it's it's just tough to say because we don't have any recent examples of a Tampa Bay Rays executive going to a big market team and turning them into a juggernaut. <laughs> oh, wait, we have that already? You're telling me we've already seen that work before? Oh, if only – wait, Andrew Friedman used to work for the Rays and now the Dodgers are a freaking machine? Juggernaut. And I want to be a freaking machine? It's just like, oh my god!
0: All right, well let's get to the the. It all kind of we were waiting to do the pod inside baseball. Fifty
1: five percent lower than league average. I mean that's unbelievable. That's how that's than league average. Yeah, that, that is, is in, league
0: average. I mean that's unbelievable. It's hard to believe. So, um, all right. So today we were we've been waiting to do the pod. We kept honestly we were thinking all right we got to wait. Gabe's gonna get fired. We got to do the pod after that. Yep. Good thing we waited until today, Jack, because we finally got some information from the people who cover the the team. It started with Jim Salisbury, who says, I'm here and nothing's going to happen today. So everyone starts to, you know, kind of back off a little bit. Then Matt Gelb tweets out, a reminder that it took the Phillies eight days after the 2005 season to fire Ed Wade. The longer this goes, the more questions there are about leadership above the manager. That got everyone's ears perked. All of a sudden, it's like... Whoa, is this more than a Gabe Kapler decision? Then, of course, start with the bombshell. I'm hearing buzz that it's now possible there won't be an announcement on the fate of Gabe Kapler until next week, which I'm taking as a sign the Phillies understand they have more to decide right now than just the fate of the manager, Jack. Yo. Thank God. Yo. All right, we have a lot to dive into with this. First, just your general... Thoughts and impressions about this. And again, it's not a report from Stark. He is saying it makes me think, but Stark doesn't put stuff out there without solid information. Neither does Salisbury. Those are probably the two most hooked in guys to this Phillies clubhouse for a very, very long time. Yeah, What they say matters. What is your your interpretation? What's your take on this whole S show right now, Jack? (laughs) I didn't curse there for you, buddy wanted to um
1: i i'm glad i'm glad they're reassessing it seems like they're reassessing the gentleman the general manager position thank god and i'm glad that hopefully hopefully they're reassessing the annie mcphail job i would think
0: they would go as a tandem, together. would be my thought
1: right because i i like we've been screaming for months that this is not an entire gabe kapler problem no Like, this is – it's just not. Like, Gabe is a small problem in in a bigger organizational – not this. I don't think they're dysfunctional. I just don't think they're very good.
0: Right, but this right now feels somewhat dysfunctional. Well, it's like it's a, the, the, you've been out
1: of playoff contention for
0: a month. What are you, are you doing? How are you not evaluating these guys? How are you not? How do you have no idea whether you're going to fire the manager or the general manager?
1: Well, and Gabe Kapler at, at Citizens Bank Park yesterday know, doing work. Like going to his office. Oh, no, it's like, like it's like the poor guy. First off, you should let him interview somewhere else if he wants to do that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there is a team out there in the Giants who have. Already been said to have real interest in game. It Kattler seems like the worst. Available. It
1: seems like the worst kept secret in in yeah. baseball.
0: Well, and who runs the Giants?
1: Farhan, who hired well, yeah, him. Yeah,
0: of course, and also you know former Rays guy as well. So I, wait, Farhan's a Rays guy uh, too. Former Dodgers guy. Excuse yeah. me, not Rays guy, but from you know worked under Friedman with yeah. the Dodgers and stuff. That but Farhan's that great. infrastructure. Yeah, Farhan knows what he's doing. So um, look, I. I'm with you. I really want Matt Clentag gone. I think it is imperative for the future of this franchise because I just don't believe it, that he's going to get better. I don't believe he's going to be able to lead this franchise where it needs to be. We've talked, I mean, we don't need my to dive have... into the organizational issues they have, but what, what there's is, no depth in this organization of talent. What is the case for keeping Matt Klintak? That's my point. I don't, I'm with you. But again, the case is that John Middleton said in March. <laughs> He's an elite general manager. In March, Jack, it's October. And again, the team was already built. John Middleton knew what the team looked like going into that season. He said, elite general manager. Compared him to Branch Rickey. All these types of insane things. When you hear them now, that he's considering firing him. I mean, dysfunction isn't that far off of a word. It makes me feel (laughs) like John Middleton has no idea what he's doing.
1: Well... Uh, there's a reason why they are 11,000 losses. Is oh, that what? Yeah, officially, that, the yeah la- officially. How about that?
0: Was it? Was it? Could there have been anything more like synchronicity perfect type of thing to 81 and 81 to end the season and it's your th- 11,000
1: <laughs> losses of franchise? It was so, just like, of course, of course, of course, course. it is. Yeah. So was yep. about as 2019 Phillies as a 2019 yeah, Phillies it was. could get. It
0: was perfect. It was like it was too perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And.
0: I, I wish I had known going into the season that they were 81 losses. away. I wish I had noticed that because I would have predicted 81 and 81 because it's just so that's what happens.
1: It would Um Yeah, the Middleton thing is just, I just don't know. Here's my hope. My hope is this. You're a hopeful guy. I'm, a, I'm a positive high hopes guy. <laughs> we know. My hope is that John Middleton is having his Jeff Lurie moment he knows that the guys that are running this organization right now are not fit for the job. Andy McPhail blows. <laughs> Andy McPhail is just is pointless in this He's whole in this whole thing.
0: Again, again, even alone. The if we don't, we don't comment to say that out loud to media. He should have been fired for <laughs> that one comment alone. He should have walked out of that press conference in Middles and should have been like, "Get that out." Yeah, I'm sorry, like. I can't believe you just said that <laughs> publicly to the media. Like, oh my god!
1: Well, it would have been the quickest turnaround in baseball history. <laughs> Missed those days. said, yeah. "Hey, we're still in first place." <laughs> I don't, know, don't, I don't ever,
0: know. At least we don't ever have to hear that again, which is uh, nice. I don't know what
1: you guys are complaining about right <laughs> now. in In May, we'd be in the playoffs. So I don't know what if you're complaining about. The season ended uh, today, uh, Jack Andy. Love it, buddy. Um, and I just like Matt. Matt has been here for four years, and the fact that they don't have him, like. They have
0: no. two. They have two prospects. They the, have two guys who you feel like can be all stars someday. No
1: power. They have two but, guys
0: in the whole freaking organization. And like,
1: they're a step behind when you're looking at. Like everyone talks about, oh, they went too far with the analytics. No, they haven't.
0: They're no. behind. What they do, the problem is, is that first and foremost, they probably it seems have too heavy a reliance on the numbers they're told. You do need a balance. There needs to be some sort of feel with this thing. Human beings are not robots. You know, I say that all the time. It's one of my things. Like, you can't tell everything from the numbers. But outside of that, I think the bigger issue is that it seems like they don't know how to apply these analytics. It seems like yes, they use analytics, but they're using them incorrectly. They don't know.
1: They do not know how to use them. Clearly, that's a fact. we saw
0: it last year with the defensive shifts—a perfect example of it. That they just didn't understand how to shift. No. That was the issue last. They I changed mean, their whole, basic
1: stuff. They changed their whole philosophy in the offseason. season like they came into the season last year talking about how great they're going to be at shifting and then they had to change they had to literally flip it. They had to flip it from from figuring they they last year with the shifts, they tried to do it to the batter rather than to the pitcher's strengths and they get burned mm-hmm. and then they flip this off and so it was fine, like it was better. But like why are to, you do, why are you doing stuff you don't know what you're doing? Well, that's
0: the point to have that batter read on something that's so fundamental, especially when we're talking about analytics where every team in baseball seems to understand shifting. Literally. Pretty much every team. You know there are a few teams that shouldn't be discussed in any sort of discussion. I mean, the Detroit Tigers lost 114 games. Like whatever. Oh, our future
1: sky director from the <laughs> Orioles, probably. No, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, James, James. There's there. The, we, me and James have talked about this off the air. There are a few scenarios where you're never getting another high hopes. Yeah, podcast. no.
0: We might shut it down. Yeah. We might just be like, all right. There's no point. Sorry. Because yeah. you know why? Because there are no hopes. <laughs> hopes are dead. That's that, that is that is mm. on the table here.
1: If they fire, if they bring in another Orioles guy, Yeah. If, yeah if they bring in. So um, Sosha would be bad <laughs>
0: Honestly No joke And I This isn't gonna happen And Todd Delecky Put this name In his uh, articles Ruben Amaro I might want him More than Mike Sosha. That's how bad I don't want social. The point is, I obviously don't want Ruben Maro. Those are the why two was he worst even, possible.
1: Why was he? I even have mentioned? a theory. I
0: have a theory on it. To be honest, I think what it is, I think the Phillies are doing him a solid. Whenever people start, why do they to, have to do. Team I, guys agree all I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think what it is is we see this in sports all the time, especially in the NFL, where once a guy is on those lists, once a guy is interviewing for managerial jobs, other teams seem to like. Take that to heart and give those people opportunities and interviews and stuff. So I honestly think they're doing Ruben a solid and just saying, hey, we'll put you on the list. Maybe we'll give you an interview, but you're not getting this job. But now people will see, oh, we gave him an interview. Maybe we should give him an interview. And I think that, you know how stupid it is, but stuff works like
1: that. And then will they say, oh, you interview with the Phillies, another dumb team. We're not going (laughs) to hire you. Like... Like so, they're hoping <laughs> they that he might, get, hoping gets hired by a dumb team. They might. He doesn't know what on base percentages. I well, I know. Just he look, said Ruben the Amaro prospects don't matter.
0: Him. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, i not manage. You know,
1: man. <laughs> this whole this whole re- relitigating of the Ruben Amaro era recently is driving oh, it's me so
0: crazy. R- actually, really wasn't that bad. Yes, he was. Yes, He was. He was that bad.
1: He had absolutely no foresight. No, I think he did get hamstrung in a couple of things. But after after they moved on from the core, like you could have done some other things. Absolutely. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, let's talk the, about this fun thing. The point
0: is, Mike Sosha, Ruben Amaro, if they're announced as manager of the yeah. team, high hopes is probably not happening
1: anymore. And if they hire a Orioles guy to be their scouting director, yes, well, or an Angels guy, to be honest, yeah, either or. But there's is so much Orioles stuff. It's way too much. Why Orioles. are we investing so they've much been in the 100... worst team in <laughs>
0: baseball for five years? What they are were, we doing?
1: They did what the Phillies did after they after their run. They went to the absolute tanks and yep. had nothing in the system. Well,
0: and they they've been worse for longer too. I mean, they've been really bad. Well, I mean, they
1: did it Well, what was, it, what was the last
0: playoff run with Showalter? Was it 2014, 2015? Yeah, well, the Phillies was 2011. No, I know, but the Phillies also didn't start really rebuilding until, like, 2015. You know what I mean? Like, they were, like, holding on. Oh, God. This
1: is so sad. Imagine
0: if we get the podcast back then. Oh, we would have been losing our <laughs> minds. Thank <laughs> God we didn't do that. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a disaster. Um, Yeah. I just... I, I'm hoping that John Middleton is like, yo... These guys are not where we need this baseball team to be. I think John Middleton. I think John Middleton, in his heart of hearts, wants to be a big money spending owner, but on smart decisions. And I, I don't think they've made smart decisions in the last. And the, obviously they haven't, outside of Harper and Harper, Yeah, But and here's he, the thing, like those moves are, are right in front of your face. Yeah, They are right in front of Anyone your face. Anyone
0: can trade their best pitching prospect for somebody else. Dude, Anyone can sign Bryce Harper to $330
1: million. Contract. The Gene Segura trade is looking like an absolute yeah, disaster. Yeah,
0: it's, it's actually unbelievable. That was a trade where, in the moment, people were hailing Mac all around baseball. What a trade! Well,
1: maybe not all around
0: baseball. You know what I mean, though. Like It was hailed as a, wow, what a great move. It's looking like a disaster. They're talking about moving jeans to girl off shortstop.
1: Yeah. For one year in.
0: Doesn't that sound great? Don't you want to be your second baseman? And then Scott can- And here's the thing. You know what
1: sounds even worse? Him being my third baseman. Yeah, it's well, a that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a disaster. That's a disaster. And here's the thing. I actually think Scott Kingery would be a better shortstop. If you put Kingery there every day and told him to, like, are, you're the shortstop, he'd be better defensively than Segura. He's more athletic. He's got better range. Segura sucks. Segura's not a good shortstop. No, he's, 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 he's really bad. He's too chubby. Like, Kingery is, is better. But again, Kingery should not be the shortstop either. I'm just saying, no. like, that shows how bad Gene Segura is. Yeah. But, the, like, what is the plan, Jack? What is the plan? Want,
1: what are we doing you here? Want to know, you honestly want to know what it is, yeah. and it's all it all goes back to that 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 Andy McPhail quote about before he got to. If we don't, we don't. He said we want to be the quickest turnaround in baseball history,
0: but you weren't. It's
1: over. No, it's no, no, done. No. They, I know, but they made moves in the short sight. To be the quickest turnaround mm-hmm. in baseball history. Mm-hmm. That's why you got Gene Segura. That's why you traded J. B. Crawford and mm-hmm. Carlos Santana for Gene Segura. Mm-hmm. Like they they made win now moves and they they pushed their chips in on a team that just wasn't good enough. Like that's that's what it is. And and, and Segura, like you got to try to flip him this offseason. You have to try to flip him. Sure. For what? I don't know anything. To get off that contract. Sure. That's my point. That what are you what are
0: you going to do? You're going to have to pay part of that contract.
1: That's such a disaster.
0: Who's taking Gene Segura after this season and saying, oh, I want that guy, especially when it seems like everything you hear is he's a douche in the clubhouse, too? Nobody seems to like Gene Segura.
1: Dude, gotta say it. Gonna say it. Say it. Trade him and sign Freddie as a stopgap. No, you didn't. S- what if. Oh. Stopgap Freddy? Oh God, what is happening? One, it's a one year what Freddy? What is happening? Oh, it's one year of Freddy. All right. Th- so, this
0: is how you know how bad things are. One have year of Freddy. Jack Fritz is asking for Freddy Galvis to come home. Listen. This is it. 20, I, 20 some I, home I, I don't even year? know you. I don't even know who you are anymore. What has happened? <laughs> Jackie Old School? Oh my God. This He's is, a gold
1: glove He's a gold this glove shorts All right. No, no, but in all seriousness, Freddy on a one year deal, bring up Scott next year, and let's ride.
0: Okay. So you're trying to be optimistic with with Middleton and what? Well, you
1: think? I, I because I don't think he I don't think he can be as bad. as I think as he this has is.
0: no idea what he's doing as a man, as an owner of a baseball team. Yeah, That's why? what I think.
1: What do you mean? Why he's a billionaire? That
0: doesn't mean that he's a, a baseball owner. That he's a smart baseball yeah, owner. What if
1: he sees what I, if he sees his team? He thinks the team is on the verge of like going down the wrong path.
0: Then then well, clean house. This is what Lori. This is what Lori did. But Lori, first and foremost, Laurie had a lot of experience as an owner before then.
1: I mean, well, Middleton's been a part of the organization years. since ninety five. Right,
0: but he has not been the primary guy. It's a different thing. He's in charge now. And furthermore, again, just because... And we see this a lot with, like... We usually see it with children of owners. Like, whether it's the bus kids <laughs> or whatever. You know, you oh. see you see it where these people become owners because their dad was rich enough to buy a team and ran a team and then their dad dies and then they're the owner of the team and they're completely unqualified to do so. James Dolan, a terrific example of that. Uh, I,
1: I like what he's building up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's doing great. He loves music, so that's good. <laughs> I, I just... Again, I don't, and I'm not saying that Middleton can't get there. And I do agree with you that at his core, I do think that John Middleton does care about winning. I don't think that he is strictly a businessman and is just there for for to increase the value of the the team or this or that. I do think that he wants to win. I just don't think he has any idea how to do it.
1: I think he knows. I I in my in my gut, right? Like you're talking from your gut. Right. Talking
0: my God. you're gonna I say want, obviously I want him to be great I want him to be exactly what he says he is a big boy and Steinbrenner of the South like I want that well, sure
1: I would like Steinbrenner quite, when yeah. he was in jail and yeah. when he didn't try to trade like a
0: nice little mix of Hal and George how about that I just want Brian Cashman and that'd be great
1: here's the thing <laughs> this is me speaking totally just I pie in the sky
0: <laughs> when is that not
1: the case right. Jack I mean I did just say I want Freddie the Gales, but, I know That's um, true I If he fires Matt Klintak and fires Andy McPhail, and he brings in High and Bloom. So he's Jack Middleton again. Then he's Jack Middleton.
0: Okay. I, I can get on board with that because I do agree. I... I know it's I think I think he but he because he hasn't been this involved. I mean that's one move like he literally could change our opinion with one move and it's bringing in someone smart to run this team. This he, isn't that hard? But I just don't it doesn't seem like he knows what to do yeah, right but here's now. the thing, like he
1: this wasn't You called him an elite GM in March. But it doesn't. He was he was just excited about getting Bryce Harper. We all know that what, what that was. Like I don't think we can look too much into
0: that. Elite Yeah but I know general manager. I know like,
1: he's four all-stars. I know. That's why he said it. But like but like he has not been this involved. He's only getting involved because he feels like there's such overwhelming pressure to do something. Like in the past, when he just let Matt Klintak do what he wanted to do, he let Andy McPhail. He was very hands off. He only feels like he has to get involved now because he feels like the team's falling apart. Maybe he was in the in the owner's box in week one of the Eagle season talking to Lori about how he did it.
0: <laughs> I like that spin right there. That was good,
1: Jackie Spence. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he hasn't been this involved. He's only gotten involved recently when this okay. thing is looking like okay. it's spiraling
0: out of control. Let's take Jeff Lurie off the table as a, and again, he got very lucky with how it all worked out. I don't think Doug Peterson was the first choice. We all know he wasn't the first choice. There are a lot of, there was a lot of luck involved in how it all worked yes. out. Yeah, he fired Chip Kelly. Props. He put Howie back in charge, which ended up being the right decision. But there was a lot of luck involved in that. Yes. More so. How many examples of owners being very involved in sports history have we seen? Be good. Be good things to have happen to your team. Don't, how often does that
1: happen? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> I know the answer, but I, I just don't think. I just don't think he wants to be as involved as he is right okay. now. Okay. That's right.
0: I hope that. I hope. I hope you're right. Because about I that. think
1: that. I think that. So he, your
0: your hope is that John Middleton. Is recognizing there is a real Prom. problem with this franchise moving forward. Like this is almost a, a pivot point yeah. potentially for the franchise and that he could potentially get rid of Matt Clentak, bring in someone smart, and then step back again. Yeah.
1: I think I I, think, I hope so. And I think he would I spend so. the money. I think he would spend the money then. I think he would spend the money and invest in something he believes in. I don't think he believes in this team right now. Like oh, I just no, don't, should he. I mean who no, why he should you believe in this But team like right that's now? the thing. That's why I don't get Here's what I don't get, is if Middleton just fires Gabe Kapler, then what is the point of his baseball guys? I, well, his baseball guys are telling him not to. Well, that's the point. I, I Just clean house at that point. Well, exactly. Because, and, and bring in guys you believe in. Because
0: if you're going to do that, and then especially bring in someone who... You know, and again, Buck Showalter might be the one example against this because he does have history with those guys with McPhail and Clentac from Baltimore. I know it's so ridiculous, but if you if it's a Madden or a Girardi or whoever it is, someone with real clout, I mean, immediately you're setting up a situation where their general manager and coach are are fighting against each other inherently. I mean, they're they're you know what I mean? They come in and they're like not on the same page. Good, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, right, but I I I'm I'm. Conceding your point, I'm saying you're right. The idea that to only fire the manager in the situation they're in seems silly.
1: Gotta go get Dave Dombrowski.
0: Oh God, if I hear another person, can we just dispel that myth? Yeah, I feel like we
1: have to because we're the iO's podcast. Look, here's the
0: thing: Dave Dombrowski won't come here because there are no prospects for him to trade away for (laughs) to try and win. There's no one here. Let's he's just, got no farm system to trade away from.
1: Let's get this out there. Dave Dombrowski is horrible at yeah, his job. He's, he's been bad. horrible at his job forever. For a long time. He, all he does, all Dave Dombrowski does, is come in and start selling prospects and Signing big contracts. And signing big contracts. Yeah. And now and if,
0: that's why the balls in Red Sox now apparently can't keep Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez because they gave Nate and Chris
1: Hales money. Your only job... As a president, GM is to keep your stars. You're in Boston. You are the, Mookie you, Betts
0: is 26 years old yeah, and Mookie he's superstars. Unfreaking
1: un- believable. MVP
0: of the league last year, and they're like, eh, no, it's gonna be tough to keep this guy here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if that if Mookie Betts were here and that happened, we um. would we would riot. And again, uh, just the fact that Dave Dombrowski won 108 games last year in a World Series. And got fired this year tells you all you need to know about Dave Dabrowski as a president of morning organization. They
1: went to John you know Henry saying? and were like, hey, not a big deal or anything, but <laughs> we can't keep Mookie bets. And he said, you can get out.
0: <laughs> get the hell out.
1: Yeah, You saw Native Volley for $63 million? <laughs> yeah. Oh, get out. Why? Get out. Why? Why'd you extend Chris Sale when he did? It made no sense. <laughs> he could have just waited.
0: Yeah. He and see, so he, he extended Chris Sale right after the worst Chris Sale has ever looked in his career. It's like, oh, that guy can't pitch in the World Series. Let, let's sign him. That's
1: yeah. smart. Love it. So 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 that's <laughs> so. If any of your friends, colleagues, peers come to you and say, you know what, I think the Phillies should sign Dave Dombrowski, say to them they're dumb and listen to the I Hope's podcast. Yeah.
0: Like uh, yeah, it, well it won't be here if they sign Dave Dombrowski. That's another one. Another one. Dombrowski, Socha, Amaro. Anyone else you want to add Orioles, to this list?
1: Orioles scouting Just director. Orioles guy. Yes, <laughs> Orioles guy. X. Outside of Show Walter, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't I, like Showalter. I'd be but okay with. would not be social. I,
0: it wouldn't be exactly. It wouldn't be a disaster. I like he
1: comes in and he wins and then gets out.
0: Yeah, and show. Look, Showalter. I I do see the potential for this clubhouse, this group of guys, to need someone to come in who has some cachet and is someone who is a. Not, not a disciplinarian. But, but someone, they need a boss. Yes! They need a boss. That is exactly that's, right. And that's Buck what... Showalter would come in and be a boss. So from that perspective, he wouldn't be my top choice, but I'm not I'm not quitting on the team if they bring in Buck Showalter. My issue with bringing in Buck Showalter is it probably means that it's Clint and mcphail who brought Buck Showalter. Mm,
1: that's a problem. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, Jim Salisbury was on At The Yard. Um,
0: yeah, let's get into that. If, that was...
1: you, if you don't listen to this podcast, or no, if you listen to this podcast and you're looking for, like, a, a beat writer podcast, the yeah. At The Yard podcast is the best podcast. If you're looking for, yeah, entertainment, fun takes, that's what we're here for. Yeah. But uh, Jim Salisbury did say on on At The Yard that um, they're looking for a boss as their next manager. Which makes sense. Like, that makes sense. The clubhouse needs it, and I think I think Harper, Real Muto want that. And Harper, Real Muto are what matters.
0: Yeah, they're the leaders of this franchise right. moving forward, and
1: they they want to play for a winner,
0: which they should. I'm. It's fair. It's sometimes you just need that, and I'm 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 very okay with that line of thing. And the other thing,
1: even because it can be for a short period of time. Like I'm cool with bringing in an old school boss guy for for like to kind of get years. this team
0: back on track, right? And that's what it feels like. Showalter would do. He's 63. You know, I don't think he's looking to manage for the next decade or something like that. Dusty's only 60. Is he really? Yeah. He feels like he's 75 years old to me. Is he really only 60? Yeah. Wow. He feels way older to me. That's crazy.
1: No, huh? I'm just kidding, 70.
0: Oh, it makes so much more sense. Oh, wow. I was like, he totally threw me off there. I'm like, no way. 70 sounds <laughs> Where did sounds I mess right. that up at? I would have said 72 if you'd asked me how old he was. That's uh, so. because
1: Charlie's 75. There you go.